Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. What's up, everybody? You are listening to another episode of Life in English. I'm your host, Tony Kai Zen. <laughs> In this episode, I'm going to talk to you about a concept called cognitive scope limitation. I know that might sound like some fancy technical term that makes no sense, but it's something I came across or randomly discovered in the book The Personal MBA by Josh Kaufman. Now, I talked about him in the last episode, and I'll probably be talking about him in the next few episodes of this podcast because there are many different concepts from this book that are just extremely interesting and even though it's a book about business you can apply so many of these concepts to just life in general i really feel like business and life are the same thing but that's a whole nother topic for a different podcast so if you'd like to read a transcript of this episode you can go to lifeinenglish.net forward slash ep76 all right my friend Let's get into the episode, shall we? First, I'm going to read a passage from Josh's book about cognitive scope limitation. After that, I'll explain any vocabulary that I imagine might be difficult to understand or that you simply never heard before. And that'll be it for the episode. Okay, my friends? And if you want to read the passage that I'm about to read to you, go to lifeinenglish.net forward slash EP76. There will be a link that you can click on that will take you to Josh's website where you can read the passage by yourself or as I read it to you. All right. And again, like I did last episode, I want to make it clear. These are not my words, not my content. This is a passage from Josh Kaufman's book, The Personal MBA. All right. Let's get started. What is cognitive scope limitation? Cognitive scope limitation is the way the human mind tends to simplify reality when it becomes too overwhelming for the mind. This is what happens when you walk on Times Square. You can't possibly feel emotionally connected to so many strangers. It's not possible to expand the scope of information in our minds. We just can't handle so much reality. Personalizing an issue is the best way to overcome this limitation. It helps to personalize decisions by imagining they affect someone close to us. 
What if your grandchild evaluated the results of your decision? What if it appeared on the front page of a newspaper? Josh Kaufman explains cognitive cope cope. <laughs> Josh Kaufman explains cognitive scope limitation. If you ever have a chance to walk through the middle of Times Square in New York City during tourist season, you'll quickly realize to most people moving toward you, you are not a person. Instead of being a human being, you're an object, an obstacle standing between where they are and where they want to go. As a result, they'll run you over with impunity. No matter how intelligent a person is, there's an upper bound on the amount of information a single mind can process, store, and respond to. Above that limit, information may be stored in abstract terms, but it's processed differently than information related to that individual's personal experience or concerns. Dunbar's number is a theoretical cognitive limit on the number of stable social relationships humans can maintain at one time. According to Robin Dunbar, a British anthropologist, humans have the cognitive capacity to keep track of somewhere around 150 close personal connections. Beyond this limited circle, we start treating people less like individuals and more like objects. And groups of people beyond this limit are likely to splinter off into subgroups over time. If you've ever wondered why you don't write letters to your elementary school classmates, Dunbar's number is a decent hypothesis. You're too busy maintaining ties to people who are in your immediate social circle. There's some controversy regarding the actual quantity of connections where cognitive scope limitation kicks in, but there's little doubt that such a limit exists. When a disaster strikes somewhere around the world that affects millions of people, we may feel bad, but we don't feel a million times what we would feel if that disaster directly affected a close friend or family member. The more remote the connection, the less such an impact affects us individually. The tourists in Times Square aren't evil, they're just overwhelmed. Over 364,000 people pass through Times Square every day, and our minds simply aren't capable of handling that much information at once. Abstractly, these people still realize that you're a human being, but there's so much going on in the area that it's difficult to treat you like one. The mind gets overwhelmed, so it starts simplifying reality to compensate. The same thing happens to executives of large companies. Rationally, they may be aware that they're responsible for hundreds of thousands of employees and millions of shareholders. But no matter how intelligent they are, their brains simply aren't capable of processing the magnitude of that reality. As a result, executives can hurt a lot of people without even realizing it. The CEO of a large company may not particularly care if thousands of frontline workers are laid off. After all, they may not know any frontline workers personally. Whenever you see an executive making a boneheaded decision like dumping toxic waste into a river millions of people drink from, or downsizing thousands of jobs while handing out millions of dollars in bonuses, it's probably not because they're rotten to the core. As scary as it sounds, it's probably because they simply haven't thought too much about it. The scope and the scale of what they're managing is too complex to handle.
so their mind processes the decision abstractly instead of viscerally. Personalizing an issue is a way to hack this universal limitation. In the absence of brain upgrades, it's not possible to directly expand the scope of information our minds are capable of processing. In order to get around this limitation, it's often useful to personalize decisions and issues by imagining they affect someone close to us. In the case of the boneheaded executive, they'd feel very different about their decision if their mother's water was polluted or their child's job was downsized. Instead of abstractly considering the issue, personalizing it makes it easier to feel the effects of the decision viscerally, which makes it easier to make better decisions. In Green to Gold, Daniel Etsy and Andrew Wilson described several ways of making it easier to internalize the results of large decisions. The newspaper rule and the grandchild rule are effective ways of personalizing the results of your decisions. The newspaper rule is a simulation of the following. Assume your decision was publicized on the front page of tomorrow's New York Times and your parents and or significant other read it. What would they think? Imagining the personal consequences of your decisions in this way is much more is a much more accurate way to evaluate the impact of short-term decisions. The grandchild rule is a way of evaluating decisions with long-term consequences. Imagine that 30 or 40 years from now, your grandchild gives you feedback on the results of your decision. Will they load you for your wisdom or reprimand you for your stupidity? Personalize the results of your decisions and actions and you'll be far less likely to run afoul of cognitive scope limitation. Now, Josh Kaufman has some questions about this concept. How can you personalize the results of actions or decisions that affect other people outside of your immediate circle of peers? Question number two. How can you remember to use the newspaper rule and the grandchild rule before making major decisions that affect other people. Alright my friends, that's it for this passage, so now all I'm going to do is take the time to explain a few vocabulary words that I feel maybe you've never heard before or that are just not very clear based on the context. So, number one, scope. Scope is the extent of the area or subject matter that something deals with or to which it is relevant. Now, I know that doesn't sound extremely clear. Maybe that still doesn't make sense. So I would say think of scope like context. And when we're talking about context, we're asking ourselves how relevant to the current situation is this thing, right? So if we're walking through Times Square and there's hundreds of thousands of people, how relevant are these hundreds of thousands of people to my personal situation, which is me walking through Times Square just trying to get to the bakery. All these hundreds of thousands of people are outside of my cognitive scope. I'm not focused on them. They're not relevant to what I'm what I'm trying to do or accomplish. Hopefully I'm making sense. I couldn't think of a better way to explain that. All right. Impunity. Impunity is exemption from punishment or freedom from the injurious consequences of an action 
It's a very formal, confusing way. I don't think I understood that shit. So think of impunity as free from punishment, right? When you look at the word punishment or punishment, impunity, means you're free from punity, free from punishment. That's the idea. So when they run you over with impunity, they run you over without thinking there's going to be some consequence. They're, they do it without uh, without being guilty. Think of it that way. All right, upper bound. When he says there's an upper bound on our cognitive abilities, what he's saying is there's a limit. That's all he's saying. There's just a limit on our cognitive ability. Uh, splinter off. When he says... Anything over 150 people, those groups of people splinter off into smaller subgroups. Splinter off just means to break off or to separate. So these larger groups will eventually separate into smaller subgroups. Shareholders. Shareholders are owners of shares or stock in a company. So let's say you bought stock in, I don't know, Amazon or I don't know, some big company, you bought stock, you invested in the stock market. You are now a shareholder. You own a piece or a share of that company's profits. Think of it that way. Boneheaded. This is a funny word that basically just means stupid or dumb. So a boneheaded decision is just like a stupid decision, a dumb decision. Okay. Downsizing. Downsizing literally makes, literally means making something smaller so if we downsize the company it means that we're going to have to fire some employees get rid of some offices and things like that the company itself the business will become smaller it goes down in size okay the last word i want to explain is viscerally viscerally this one is a kind of hard to explain honestly so i tried to simplify it by saying internally or personally so instead of considering an idea abstractly consider it viscerally which is like more personally or internally put yourself in that person's shoes think about it as if it was going to affect your grandmother or your sister or your brother or something like that just think of it that way personally or internally as opposed to abstractly or distantly i really hope that makes sense and that's it for this episode, my friend. Thank you for your time and your attention. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. If you don't understand anything that was said during this episode, please feel free to reach out. Send me a message on Instagram at English with Kaizen, or you can go to my website, lifeinenglish.net. I try to respond to all messages I receive. So if you got any doubts, any doubts whatsoever, feel free to send me a message, all right? Cool. Well, this is Life in English. I'm your host, Tony Kaizen, and I'll talk to you later. Peace. 
Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 